We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. So when you start dating, are you just going to kind of like take it easy? Or are you ready to just jump into another marriage? And I'm like, no, I I haven't been laid in 12 months. Like I just want to like casually date and just like (laughs) things to me. And then if I would like to spend more time with him, we will go from that. Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hart, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, you're looking so glam tonight. Thank you. I have a date. Woohoo! Yeah. And I, this will now be last Friday, not the most recent Friday when people are hearing this. Last Friday, I did a non-dating AMA and people were like, show more dating outfits. So I, I will document this black Amazing. tank top. It's very exciting. Um but it's actually it's so fucking windy and like crazy. So I'm definitely gonna have to wear a jacket. But um my apartment is hot and I don't like to run the air conditioning while we record because it's background noise. Anyway, I'm fully just <laughs> if the people are interested. Um so I record on the floor, like I sit on the floor and it is not super comfortable, not gonna lie. But I have on jeans right now, fully unzipped and unbuttoned. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> um, anyway, so yes, so I have a date, which is a bit of an interesting story. And hilariously, actually, I wonder if I'm the perpetrator or if he is. Let's, we'll decide. So okay. on our Discord channel, somebody mentioned, a lo- or a lot of people have been receiving like people coming back. Yeah. Reaching back out. And people were saying, what's in the air? Is it springtime? Like, what's going on? Is it because the apps are right. dry? People on the Discord were kind of speculating. And I had – it was maybe an hour after I'd posted the Patreon where I already shared this story. Yeah, and they referenced it. In oh, that, they did? In that post. Yeah, she said that like she, – she said that both of us had been – like had received something from the past, which isn't true about me, I don't think. I was trying to remember what she was talking about. But she had listened to the Patreon. Oh, That's okay, okay. Because that. that wasn't clear to me. Because I was like, have you listened? Because, like, I did this. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. No, <laughs> she, she said, okay. like, they both. But then I was like, I don't think I said anything about I don't a think person you did. from the past. Yeah. I don't think you did either. But anyway, so the listeners – I mean, we have a bunch of new listeners since then, so I'll just go back. So in April of last year, I went on a date with a guy whose nickname – He's the 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 date formerly known as Laxbro, yes. Which, frankly, I had even forgotten was his nickname. Great, it's because it never was. Forget it. Forget it ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually doing in LA what I was doing in Dallas, where he and his brother right. got an Airbnb and they were considering moving from New York. He's a great guy. I had like a really good for. Uh, 
great first date where like I had a heart. I remember we, this like the first time we talked about having a heart out. It was like a perfect like hour and a half. We had a really nice mm-hmm. time. Our second date was dinner and um, we could only get like a late reservation. So we like met up early for it was a quite it, it, the second date was quite a long date. Also great. And then it just sort of fizzled because he, I think, went to visit home i took finals and then was studying for the bar then he was going back to new like it it just kind of like we're not going to keep up this texting relationship while you decide where you live so it just sort of went nowhere also a part of it so his new nickname is lots of dogs here we're committing to that yes solid mouthful but it's worth it because it's so worth it (laughs) something that happened was i think so he had texted me and like you know we talked we talk about how the double text is a myth. That is true. If you have two things to say, say two things. Say both However, things. there are things that we do sometimes out of anxiety. We sometimes text out of anxiety. And he sent me an anxiety text, I think, because I had not responded to something. And he was definitely like at a party drinking. And I woke up to a text that said, lots of dogs here. And then like an hour later... You can delete that. <laughs> and that's how we know it was an anxiety text. Exactly. That's the reveal. Uh, that's the giveaway. Also, because you 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 had clearly, very clearly did not have a dog's inside joke with this man because we know how you feel about dogs. Exactly. And so I think he was just playing the odds that like I would want to see photos of dogs. Um, you don't. No, Those odds do are not. not in his favor. I was on... I was on Bumble and I, you know how there's a little preview photo of your beeline? Yeah. Up on the upper left? Okay. Yeah. And the beeline is as you do a good job of level setting. If you pay for Bumble, you get to see who's already swiped right on you. Yep. And so I saw the a fo- like uh, the cover for the first photo that I recognized from when I swiped right on him back in April of last year. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was thinking about, like, I would totally go out with him again. Like, he it, he made the jump. He lives in L.A. now. He lives on the west side. Like, he lives near me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the brother moved, but I can find out. I was like, you know what? I would totally go out with him again. He was a great yeah. guy and had, like, a lot of excellent qualities. And so I was – I texted you that I saw that and you asked if I still had his no- – like, if we had each other's numbers. I searched his name in my phone in the or in my text feed to see that um because typically i'm like i figured he would say hey it's blank yeah and i was correct found him and reached out and we're going on a date wait i thought you found him by searching lots of dogs no i searched his name first and then i while we were recording i searched lots of dogs here (laughs) got it because i love the tidbit that when you search lots of dogs so many instances come up from our conversation because we reference that all the time Yes. Like if you send me a screenshot of a guy like saying like, honestly, the guy that said, sorry to bother you, lots of dogs here. Lots of dogs here. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, um, Like at that point, like it's completely now it's back to being associated with him. But in my mind, it it had completely like disassociated. Yeah. Taken on its own life. Him. Yes. And like taken on a life of its own as like an anxious text. Love it. Um, um, I'm sure he'll be. Well, thrilled. I'm excited. But anyway, yeah. Are you so, Are you going to tell him? No, we're I not going there. Sure. <laughs> Maybe one day, but you know, should things work out. But um, yeah, I think it'll be fun. 
Yeah. The last thing that a person who has sent an anxious text needs to know is that the person they sent it to has made their nickname that anxious text. Yeah, exactly. You are – it's like you're forever known by your worst moment. Your worst <laughs> Congratulations. moment. Congratulations. Yeah, that's terrible. Um. Oh, shit. What was I going to say? It was something about um, all of this. Oh, and – oh, I just wanted to say that something that I appreciated that he did well was obviously he swiped right. I then took the next step of texting – making it very clear that I was like still interested, right? Like that's yes. that's that's a step above a swipe right back in my opinion. Yeah. No, I think that make there's no need to be on bubble. Um yeah. He had my number, by the way. He sent me a screenshot of like my contact and he and I was like, first of all, fix the spelling of my name. <laughs> Dude. You spelled your name wrong? Yes. I was like it's right mm. there on bubble. Oh, um but anyway, but so if oh, yeah. I recall correctly, in terms of like him not texting you, if I recall correctly, the last interaction was him sending you something and you didn't reply. Exactly. Yes. That is what happened. So I don't blame him. Not that not that you needed to continue a text relationship with this man, but I don't necessarily blame him for doing more of like a softball feeler Feel yes. versus 100%. a hard text of like, hi, I live here now. Do you want to go out again? Yeah, totally. No, 100% agree. That's, that's a very good point. So – I wanted him to transition us to a date since yeah. I had reached out and yeah, yeah. he did it very smoothly to the point where you suspect <laughs> he <laughs> follows you. And um, I had asked him if he had gone home for the, to his home state for the holidays. And he said, he, he just said, yes, but with all these questions, what are we going to talk about when we have a drink soon? I was like, it's a finding Mr. Hyde approved script. Yeah. It's literally yeah. one of the scripts. <laughs> yeah, it's it fucking nails it. So yeah. um so yeah, so that's that's good stuff. Good stuff. Hooray. So what are you guys doing? Uh we're just going to this wine bar in Venice. Fun. Yeah. A little Sunday night. Yeah. Well I have had quite a busy day for somebody who did not get enough sleep on way too much alcohol Lily. last night. Yeah. I I did a really good job of preparing myself to go to bed. So I don't mm-hmm. I didn't feel as bad today as I could have, but it was Cindy's birthday yesterday. And so we did we went like brewery hopping. We went to ultimately only three because one turned out to be like kind of too small and crowded. Yeah. Three different breweries in Gowanus, which is a neighborhood of Brooklyn. Um it turned out to be a beautiful day and it was supposed to be really shitty and raining. So I had planned the the stops for places optimizing to be inside. Oh yeah. Which turned out to be kind of a bummer because it was beautiful out, but yeah, whatever. We can't plan for everything. No. We had a great time. It was super fun. Really good turnout. And we were out, we met up at three and I think I went home at like nine. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a long day. Yeah. We were out for a while. Um, And then, then, so I ordered food. So I never, I like, kind of snacked along the way, but I never really ate dinner. So I ordered food in the lift on the way home at like nine-ish and didn't come until midnight. I would be furious. I was so mad. I was like calling the restaurant, calling the thing and like – and I I probably should have just like given up and like heated something up, but I just was like so fixated on what I had ordered and it just like – and I also didn't realize how late it had gotten. Yeah. So anyway, so I was up too late. And then today I had a full day um, 
because I I went to see Apartments, um, which is still going well. I saw one that I – well, I virtually saw one because I tried to drive to this apartment today and there was a fucking St. Patrick's Day parade happening. Ended up getting stuck on the block of the apartment but unable to leave my car because there was no parking. Stuck oh my God. for 40 minutes, four zero minutes. I was on the block of this apartment building. And so my real estate agent like gave me a FaceTime like tour. Losing your mind. Basically. So she gave me a FaceTime tour because she had been, was meeting me there. So she gave me a FaceTime tour and then she came out and we talked while she stood next to my car for like 20 minutes. Oh my God. Brutal. It was – yeah, it was brutal. Um, and then I did some vacation prep stuff, got a wax, got my nails done. Um, yeah. I went with a white – I did tips for the first time ever. Yeah, it's pretty. Thank you. Um, my nail, my nails were really, really short. Um, a few of them had broken. They were really short. The, the woman goes, tips? <laughs> I'm like, gentle suggestion? Yeah, gentle, gentle, gentle suggestion. Your nails look like shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've never done them before. And they're a little bit longer than I'm, than I've like ever really had before. And I kind of feel like I have claws, but, um, I like them. I would always, I always stress out with my nails for typing. Yes. So I was doing just now, right before we were recording, I was like transcribing some of our listener questions for our guest segment that's coming up and yeah. it it was a little bit annoying. Well, so, that's why you're going on vacation. I'm going on vacation and then if it's super annoying when I get back, I can always get them taken off. Yeah, of course. Yeah. When do you fly out? Uh, Wednesday. Okay. So I'm in exactly. the office. Well, not in the office, but I'm working tomorrow and Tuesday. And then tomorrow night, I have a date that I am only – increasingly excited for from the last we spoke. Damn. It's only been 24 hours. I know. So did I mention this on the regular pod last week? I don't think I did. I I do think you did. I do think you mentioned the guy that's like DC. Oh, I yeah, do. yeah, yeah. Because he was juxtaposed with my lots of dogs here. Right. Um. So so this guy just – it doesn't really matter if I've talked about it before, I guess. Um, so he splits his time between D.C. and New York. He's moving here full-time over the summer. Um, and I believe his company is based here from what I can surmise. Um, and he – so we matched and arranged this date almost two weeks ago now because That's this is when he was going to be back in New York. So well, it was when he was going to be back in New York and he will be back in D.C. when I get back from Columbia. So we like really only had – tomorrow or Tuesday to go out unless it was going to be like a whole other cycle of when he's back yeah, here again. Yeah, of people moving parts, yeah. Right. So we set that out in advance. We had had like some good banter and back and forth via text message when we set up this date. But then it kind of just naturally settled um, or like fizzled or whatever. And I was like, okay, great. Like that's good because I don't want to like – sustain this whole thing over the next week and a half, two weeks. Um, I think I've already given him a nickname, even though I decided I wasn't going to do that before first dates anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the disco ball. Oh, that, I see why. Yeah. So we have this inside joke about disco balls, um, which the patrons know about. You can listen to the Patreon if you want to hear the full story about that. But it's an inside joke of ours. Um, and so – Yeah, very non-identifying. No, not identity. Yeah, exactly. Like at all. Um, it has nothing to do with him. It's just like a joke that randomly came up with us. Um, and so we started talking again this weekend 
And yesterday, like last night when I was at the party, he was like, oh, so what do you want to do Monday? He was like, feel free to answer like after you're home. Um, and I basically – basically I said like send me inspo tomorrow and we can go from there. So today – I'm going to read what he sent me today. He said, okay, inspo time. He said, I'm staying in blank near our office but totally down to meet anywhere. Idea number one. Walk around either Brooklyn or Manhattan, grab a drink at a couple spots and casual food. Idea number two, dinner in Brooklyn or Manhattan. Idea number three, go somewhere with games and immediately expose the competitor in each of us. Like, I really like this text message. (laughs) Yeah, that's very organized. Very. Um, So I said I'm feeling a combo of one and three. Like I'd like to play games, but also feeling like a, you know, casual food and kind of like bar hopping situation could be fun. Yeah. So we haven't – that was like a couple minutes ago that I wrote back to him. Perfect. Yeah. So I'm excited. You're setting up a text back for our recording. Setting up a text – what? Oh, I get it. Yes. That you'll get a text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. So anywho, so I'm excited about it. I'm trying to like slow my roll. Um, But I am excited. Good. Um, I think that like – to be fair to yourself, you are being excited about the things that he is showing you he can do well. Very right? true. Like, you're Very not true. excited that, like, you're going to marry him. You're excited that <laughs> this is a guy who knows how to fucking put a date together. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, really like the banter. Like, I like his, like, Style I like his sense of, of – Yeah. I like yeah. his sense of humor. That's great. Um, Love that and his you. style. Yeah. Exactly. So we shall see. Um, but yeah, so that's that. And I'm like opening up our doc because there was, I know there was something else I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, so on my live this morning, um, okay. which I am trying to find a brand branding for, cause I do my weekend morning lives like every Saturday and Sunday, pretty much I have mm. been. Um, and so somebody suggested yesterday that I start calling them the morning after. And so that's what I that's called it this good. morning. I like it. So this is what I want to do because when when we launch merch, um, I'm going to have some stuff that's like from my coaching stuff. And yeah. I thought it would be super cute if whatever I decide to brand those morning lives as, I do coffee mugs that say that. That's such a cute idea. And then like – because I'm always drinking coffee. Like it's a coffee talk basically. Like I drink coffee while I do the live. Do you know? Do you like that SNL skit? Coffee talk? I don't think I know that SNL skit. Oh boy. Okay. Well. That'll hit for like two people and I'm excited to hear from them in the DMs. (laughs) I'll look it up. Um, So I thought it would be super cute if like the coffee mug that I'm drinking from on those lives says the like name that I identify for the live. I love that. Definitely do that. Yeah. So right now we're going with the morning after, but I'm going to give it some runway to see how I feel about it. Um, But on the live this morning, somebody asked me a question that I thought was really interesting and I want to hear your answer. I answered it on the live. I'm curious if we have the same answer. Okay. They said, what is the biggest difference of opinion that you and Rourke have in dating? Oh, shit. I'm dying to know what you said. Probably that – my guess would be like Rourke like cuts and runs more. (laughs) (laughs) So I was torn between two things. Okay. Both are kind of in the vein of that. Fair. One was your opinions about exes oh, and how they should yes. cease to exist. Damn. That's, yeah, super correct. Yes. 
The other one is that you want to get you would like to get broken up with via text message. Also true. Which <laughs> I forget about both that. both like very under the umbrella of what you said. Yeah, totally. Of cutting and running. Exactly. Um, like, oh, we're done. We're done. Great. Smoke signal. I got it. <laughs> I will move right along and make a different plan. Thank you. Um. So yeah. So I thought it was what? like. An- Wait. Speaking of merch, is this from you? Yes. Oh my god. Thank you. <laughs> it was best. your Christmas present. Thank it didn't you. have a note in it. No. Oh. Do you like it? I love it. I'm super excited. And it, it's so funny. Um, a friend just texted me like, has anybody tried this? Does anybody like it? And I was like, oh, I think I have that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, because the listeners can't see what you just held up. Um, I just held up the hotel lobby. Candle. Hotel lobby candle in linen. I got you linen, right? Yeah. It smells yeah. great. Um, so Lindsay Silberman is – I talk about her all the time on my story. She's my like favorite influencer. Basically, if she says to buy something, I do. Um, and I've like never been disappointed and it, that is her candle line. Amazing. Good for her. She, that's, it's a great product. It came with a sticker, not a note. It came with a sticker? Cute. Mm-hmm. Little cute sticker. Oh. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> All good. Anyway. So yeah. So I thought that was a funny question. And cause like we agree on so much. Uh, so yes. like when, when they said that, I was like, what do we disagree on? I'm like, oh, I know. Good memory <laughs> on the text thing. I forgot about that. <laughs> um... So, anywho, um, that was that. And then the other thing that I wanted to – I know we got to introduce Desiree. Um, yeah. But the other thing that I wanted to just throw out there to kind of get people excited, hopefully, is that we are going to be doing advertising soon. We've entered the big time. I'm very excited for us. We are now uh, the corporate overlords. <laughs> we are shills. <laughs> We're company men. We are the man. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. I hope everybody is more excited for us than they are annoyed by ads. Yeah. And I want to say that if if we're – I think we can commit that if we're talking about a product, it is something that we have tried and like. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And we and we like have built that in to like the, the one that we're going to do fairly shortly is something we've already tried and then we've already built in – to like the way that we're accepting advertisers for things that we say out loud on our own voices, that yeah. that will be the case. We will have some like pre-recorded stuff that is not our own voices speaking, um, but those will be things with which we align. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. So I'm excited for us. It's a new chapter. Me too. Me too. All right. Tell tell the listeners about Desiree. Okay, so today we are talking to Desiree Simone. She is a blogger. Um, she started her blog in. 2011. So she's been a blogger for a very long time. Um, She is divorced, as is her fiance, and her fiance has young kids. And so they, I'm not sure if he's always on her podcast, but they do it together. And they talk a lot about their relationship and kind of how both of their prior relationships and also him having kids have kind of impacted them and the things that she's learned. And she's super funny, and I've listened to a couple of the, her episodes, and I'm very excited to talk to her. Awesome. So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less, and part of that is that I'm cooking at home more, but when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really could still been loving Factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, and they have so many options too. Every week, 
their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast, they have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You could look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Let's do it. back with Desiree. Hi, welcome to Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. We're so excited to have you. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. This is a widely anticipated episode. People have been asking us about dating after divorce, like basically since we started the podcast. Nice. Yeah, I think that it's, I think it's shown up in the suggestions for quite some time now. Yes. Very nice. So that's super exciting. I'm glad to be able to kind of chit chat a little bit about it and kind of what I've gone through. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because so many people, I mean, they asked a lot of questions, obviously, but they also just like hyped it. Like there was way more submissions than normal of people being like, I don't have a question. I'm just very excited. Okay. <laughs> Love that. That's exciting. We're going to go ahead and just disappoint you now. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. The expectations are super high. So, you okay. know, we're, we're over promising and under delivering. No, no, no. <laughs> just Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, before we get into all of that, we want to start off with our weird or not of the week, which we're excited to do with you, Okay. Um, which has absolutely nothing to do with divorce. It is something that sort of organically came up because of a date that Rourke went on the other week. And so this week's weird or not is they ask you a question based on information they learned by Googling you. Okay. I am going to say that that is not, that's not weird. Oh, really? Oh, really? I, I'm a firm believer in doing your research. Now, I think, I think, let me backtrack. I think it depends on the question. <laughs> yeah, very fair. You're right. Because it, I think it depends on the question. If you're kind of, you know, really digging into someone's social media and you see that they had a GoFundMe for their aunt who died and they're like, Oh my God, how are you doing after your aunt passed away? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> that's a bit much there, guy. But if it's- That's of, insane. Oh, I saw that you graduated from UCLA class of 2005. Okay. That's a good, that's a good distinction. Right. So, but what do you think the listeners said? Like what percent said weird and what percent said nah? I'm going to say maybe 60% probably said it was weird and 40% probably said nah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So this is one of those tricky things where I think that part of the game we play in dating is this is something that everyone does and yet does not reveal that they do. And the question like reveals you did it and then makes it weird, even though it's a very normal behavior exactly. to behave this yep. way and do this activity. Mm-hmm. Yep. You just can't confess. <laughs> and so... Um, I think people are going to think this is really weird. Um, I'm sorry. I I need to interrupt you. Okay. 
he just texted me. Of course he did. You planned this. Um, Rourke and I, Rourke, this is a thing. Rourke and I have this thing where I she's <laughs> your face. I I I like very often. It hasn't happened in a while, to be fair. But I That's like true. very often will get a text message from a guy that I'm seeing like while we are recording. It's like a it's like a text magnet. Our recording sessions are like if I want to get a text, I should just start recording. There you go. That's that's um, what we do then. But she called me out that I responded. I like texted a guy right before we started recording, and she accused me of baiting it so yeah. that I would get a text. She set this me. up. Mm, mm. Okay, I, I'm kind of on work side on that one. So. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the pod, Jess. New co-host. <laughs> As we mentioned, <laughs> we very rarely stay on topic. Um, so anyway, anyway yeah. work. I think this is really weird because I think. The way that I would feel about it is, okay, you found that. How deep did you go? Right. You know, what else did you find that you're kind of waiting to ask me? Because you obviously looked. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, Uh... you know, I think that's how I would kind of feel about it. I think this is going to be a weirder one. I'm going to say it's 90 weird, 10 not weird. Hmm. So it was that way for most of the day. Oh, interesting. I thought it was going to be the weirdest one we've ever done. But since then, it has settled, and it is 81% weird, 19% nah. I mean, that's still pretty weird. Yep. It's still pretty weird. It's not the weirdest one ever, but it's up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And what did people say? Um, so then after we ask them to vote, we invite them to say, you know, why. Mm-hmm. And most of the people who said it was weird said exactly what you said, Rourke, that like, we all do this, just like, don't fucking say that. Yeah. Right. Like, we all, like, you know, read the room, basically. You know what? Do you know what I would compare this to in a way? It would be, like, screenshotting the guy's text to send to a friend to analyze it, but accidentally, like, sending it to the guy. Where it's like, yeah, I d- of course, we all do that. Like, we all talk about how we're communicating with the people we like, but, like, don't let them know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not supposed to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> now, sorry. Now he now he's texted me again, and he wants me to pick. He said, "Let me know where to meet." I didn't realize I was planning this date. Oh, that's a Ooh, plot twist. Wait a, minute, wait a minute, are we planning a date for you? Because I'm so on board for this. <laughs> well, no. So, like, to, to, so I just updated. We just felt we just recorded our like little update section that we do about our own dating lives at the beginning of each episode, mm-hmm. right before this. And I was saying that I was really excited to go out with this guy because we have like really good banter, et cetera, et cetera. He had proposed three different, like, very general options for the date, like a bar with games, going to dinner, like, whatever. And I picked one, and then he just said, let me know where to meet you. Well, if I, you picked one, that shows you where you're going to meet. Well, no, no, no. The 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 options were really general. Like, they weren't like, – he, he didn't suggest, like, specific bars or restaurants. It was, like, oh, concept. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. He doesn't live here currently? Yeah, I, I would cut – I uh, yeah. Hmm. But I think I would have wanted him to be like, I don't know the city very well. Like, would you be up to pick a place? Versus like, he said, sounds great. Just let me know where to meet. Pick a place that has a really expensive wine bar and then go there. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Those are my options. <laughs> yeah, I mean – Whatever. I sorry. I don't know. Side me to sidetrack this whole conversation, <laughs> yeah. but like, 
I'm like feeling like a womp womp kind of moment after being so excited about his texting. And now I'm like, ugh, that Because it was like, it was really good. And like the engine's going, chugga chugga, and all of a sudden it's kind of stalled. So, you know, why like don't you go the horns and maybe pick a location, go from there, be assertive. And then after that, if he's kind of like, blah, blah, then you at least had a nice dinner and just let it go. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of want to be like, oh, I'm planning this date. But I don't know. I, I don't need to respond now. Oh, I can wait. Yeah, you're a busy bee. I'm a busy bee. So anywho, so so I I think that that's a really good analogy work, the like sending a screenshot to the guy thing, which back when like the very first smartphone that I ever had, it was like one of the very first phone throwing moments that I had with that was sending it a, a screenshot of a guy that I was seeing, except I attached the words, oh my God, he texted me to the screenshot. Tough. <laughs> yeah. Real tough. Um, so most people That's said like, like – I, I always send a photo in isolation so that I can always come up with like a reason – like an excuse later. Why? Yeah. Makes sense. Very um, sometimes it so works, most sometimes. people who said it was weird said like everybody does this. Doing it's not weird. Talking about it is weird. Exactly. I'm okay. Um, and – and then all the people who said nah were like, everybody does this. Like, that's not weird. It's a safety thing. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's a very good idea to Google someone before a date. I almost never do it. I just like doesn't occur to me. Um, but it is a very normal thing. But then I think – I agree with you, Desiree, that like it depends on the question. Like how deep did they go and like what kind, how personal of a question are they asking based on this information? But I also think if they intro it with the fact that they Googled you, like let's say they said to me like, oh, so like I Googled you just to make sure you were a real person and I saw this. Like that's cool that you went to this school. Right. I can see that. I don't think I, don't think I would think that that's takes, weird. That takes the sting out of it like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I think I, they just dr- – Nowadays, you have to do some sort of Googling before you go out with someone. Totally. And like, I would, I wouldn't think that was weird at all, but like preface it, like admit the behavior, like don't just like jump right into asking me a question that you definitely didn't know right? without doing your own research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. So especially, yeah. And don't talk about my aunt's GoFundMe. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like if you went really deep and you brought up something obscure and like deeply personal like that, then I'm going to kind of have to worry. You're going to cut my skin off and use it as a jacket. So <laughs> that's just me personally. Somebody did say, so a couple people did say it feels like stalkery. Right. That's- like depending on what they're at, depending on what they're asking, depending on like how much information they've absorbed about you. Mm-hmm. Right. True. Um, okay. So anywho, but yeah, very weird according to the listeners and – I can be on board with that. Yeah. Um, So into our topic of dating after divorce. So first, Desiree would love to hear from you kind of like, why are you here to talk about this topic? (laughs) Um, Well, I'm here to talk about it because that is actually how my blog then transitioned into the podcast started. So I worked on cruise ships for almost 10 years. And met my oh. husband on a cruise ship. So we met. Oh my God. What a story. Um, it was great. It was it was amazing. Um, we met when I was 28. We got engaged when I was 29. We got married when I was 30. Separated when I was 31. Divorced at 32. So 
So literally, <laughs> you, you wow. hit all the milestones. <laughs> like every birthday was something. And so, <laughs> so I, I wasn't engaged very long. Um, I wasn't married very long. And I was actually telling somebody about this today. I in no way regret my marriage. And I in no way regret my divorce. Mm-hmm. My divorce was... Mm-hmm the single hardest thing that I've ever gone through in my entire life. And I would never wish it on my worst enemy, but it was also strangely the greatest thing that I've ever gone through because it took oh, me so? to the lowest of lows emotionally and for myself. And then I remember having this absolutely beautiful epiphany um, just a few months after my ex-husband left and where it just kind of hit me as okay, this is happening. Like I, I wanted so desperately to make it work and was emailing and calling and was just begging and pleading. And he just was like, nope, like this is what I want. I think this is it. I think we need a divorce. And I had this moment sitting in my grandmother's house because I decided I needed to like get away. And I went to go visit her and literally cry on her bed. And it hit me that moment of there is no point fighting for a marriage or a relationship with someone who doesn't want to fight with you to make it work. Yeah. And it was the, it was the oddest thing, like having that moment and having it hit me just little by little, the weight legitimately started to lift up. And I thought, okay, I can, I can actually survive this. Now I know that my story is very different compared to people who've been married for years, have kids, have property, have pets, have, you know, I get it. Everyone is different. Every breakup is different. Every divorce is different. But the one thing I have told people who are going through divorce or have divorced and especially gone through this, okay, now I want to date, that for those first few more months seem really foreign. And so you really kind of think, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if it's right. But you have to understand millions of people have dated after divorce before you. And they will continue to do it after you. It's not foreign. It's not taboo. And people have done it with great success. So the first thing that helps you is just that initial mindset and then pushing past that grief period and then how you handle it from there. Yeah, I think a few people referenced in the questions that they asked, like feeling like ashamed. Yeah. Like, you know, somebody somebody used the words damaged goods. Like they're mm-hmm. like, I'm, you know, I, it's, I'm not going to, it's not going to be a first for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel embarrassed about that. Exactly. It's kind of like that whole, you know, I want to get something sparkly and new off a lot. I want to get that brand new car. It's never been ridden before. But at the same time, one of the things that I learned from my divorce that I've taken from that to every relationship was, okay, here are the things that I was really good at in this relationship. And here are the things I was really shitty at. And I think those things help me to improve being the person I am as an individual and who I am as a partner. And the only way I could have ever learned that was unfortunately going through a divorce because I probably yeah. would have stayed married, continually fostering these horrible, horrible characteristics and traits I had as a partner that at the time I didn't think it was a bad thing. And it wasn't until the separation and the divorce and really picking things apart that I took a very hard look at myself and went, okay, this is where I'm failing as a partner. So don't ever do that again. So I'm... So I'm 32 and I tend to date like older guys. I personally would rather date a 40-year-old man who is divorced than a 40-year-old man who is never married. Yes. Personally. Yes. <laughs> because 
I think that that shows that, okay, they like know how to commit and like want this in their life and it didn't work out for whatever reason. That's It can be here or there, neither here nor there for this hypothetical, but it sort of led me to the secondary question of in your experience in talking about this space and talking to people about this topic, do you think divorced women and divorced men are regarded differently? Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. And it's so, it's the weirdest thing too. And just in general, when it comes to the dating world, whether it's divorced women or men, whether it's dating older, what an older woman dates a younger man or an older man dates a younger woman, no matter what the situation at the end of the day, men versus women will always be regarded differently. That mm-hmm. being said, in the world of divorce, I remember personally when I started kind of that path of, okay, I think I'm good. I'm ready to date. Interestingly enough, it was my girlfriends who were like, oh my gosh, like, are you sure? Are you ready? Like, what What are you going to oh, do? Really? Like, what are you looking for? Whereas my guy friends were like, yeah, get back on it. Let's get, get you. Get it. Go for it. I'm like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. But my <laughs> friends were just like, you have to be careful. And like, so when you start dating, are you just going to kind of like take it easy? Or are you ready to just jump into another marriage? And I'm like, no, I, I haven't been laid in 12 months. Like, I just want to like casually date and just like... <laughs> things to me and then if I would like to spend more time with him we will go from that but I saw especially from my girlfriends being perceived very different versus the men and then very mm. much kind of having that look of just like oh like she's divorced and like good for you for getting back out there in the dating scene versus guys who were just like that was a blip of a time that I was in a marriage now I'm ready to try this again It's very weird. Society across the board does this. Um, But I did find it very interesting that it was way more of the female friends in my life who were just like, are you sure? Are you ready? Like, is it time? And I'm like, yes, girl. It is. Like, she's ready. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I mean, that's like, I think when I looked through the number one question we got is how do you know when you're Mm -hmm. ready? And like, is there, do you until you try? I think the only way you know is really trying. Um, Every relationship is different. I feel like, and I know we've heard this, there's like some weird mathematical analogy that I've heard years ago of like, you calculate the time that you're with the relationship, you half it. Fuck that. That's throw out the window. That's, that's not the case. I slept with someone two months into my separation and I had my first date maybe 10 months after my separation. Mm. Um, And then was in my first relationship a year, almost a year and a half after my divorce. Everybody is different. I think for one, you don't need to shame whoever else is doing it. That's their own personal journey and not yours. Two, unless you've gone through a divorce in your, your own life, you have no reason to judge someone for what they do to try to heal. Um, and healing looks different for everybody. But as far as the time period, the only real way to know that is yourself. Um, and yeah. then one thing that I think you have to do is be very honest with yourself within that time period. Um, The first serious relationship I had after my divorce, ironically, was with a man who was also recently divorced. And I was very honest about like, this is what I want, I'm ready. And he kind of had given me the illusion that he was ready as well. And the more serious we got, the more I realized he still had external baggage. He hadn't really Mm. let things go. 
He started talking to his therapist about it. He made horrible decisions, cheated on me, and ultimately was like, I think I just wasn't ready to go from a 10-year marriage into an almost two-year relationship with you. And that's my fault because I don't think I was ready. And I don't think I was honest to say to myself, dude, you're not ready. So I think you have to take that internal conversation of how comfortable do you feel and then just take it easy. There's no need to just dump, jump into the next big thing. Yeah, I, I think, think... Oh, oh, go, go ahead, Brooke. So... I was going to say, I... <laughs> I'll edit this out. <laughs> Allie. Go. Okay, I'm going. Um, I think... A we need a traffic advice... director. <laughs> I know, right? Or like a little like hand raise. Yeah. I think good advice that I've heard is like taking it one step at a time. Like you don't have to – and this is true after a, a breakup that isn't a divorce or, you know, sort of anything that you're trying to move forward from. You don't have to say like, okay, I'm ready to date and that means that I am now going to look for another marriage. Mm-hmm. Like you can be like, I'm ready to date and that means I'm going to go on a date. And yeah. It means – End of sentence. Out of the house. That's it. It means I'm going to entertain company – of the opposite or the same sex and, and just feel desired again. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And you don't have to like fast forward in your mind to think like, Oh, what is going on a date mean? And what's going to happen after that date? And after that date and after that date, like you could just go out on a date and see how you feel. Exactly. Rourke, you may speak now. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, What I was going to ask is we're talking about like knowing you're ready and getting back out there and, we seem to treat divorce as a type of breakup that needs to be shared, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't go on to a date and be like, just so you know, I suffered a breakup. It's you know, he came over to my house. <laughs> he didn't to me anymore. And, and whereas with divorce, oh, so it's like, true. shit, how am I going to tell someone? Yeah. Because divorce is, you know, it's, it's a very exaggerated version of a breakup. And in a lot of yeah. ways, it is like death. It is a huge form of grief. Um, mm. I remember actually during my separation and my divorce, as horrible as this may sound, I thought I almost kind of wish he had passed away because you can transition oh, wow. death differently versus now knowing that this life that you built, he is now going to continuously build somewhere else with someone else. And it was the life that you wanted to build versus if this person is no longer here, it is now final. It is now done. It's a very weird way of almost grieving. And so it is like you're saying work where you can't go in there. You're like, so the past two months with this magical guy. Yeah. <laughs> now done. And I just need to process that. No, girl, screw that. I was married for, you know, two, two and a half years. And now we need to kind of move past that. So it is really different that you kind of have to step into the conversation of dating and kind of put that on the table first, because that's going to change a lot of things. Do you, or when you were dating, did you, like, how did you introduce that? Or, you know, was it on the table immediately? Like some people have it in their profiles I've seen even. Yeah, I I had it immediately. So I, (laughs) I'm probably not the best person. Allie's probably like, I should pull up your old profile and look at it. Um, I'm probably not the best person about this because I have no time for shit. So I was bluntly honest, like from the beginning and it was, you know, divorced. Um, I'm an extrovert. If you drink craft beer, please do not DM me. Cause I'm going to make fun of you. Um, if you've not laughed at the following these mo- movies, or if you don't know what they are, you're wasting your time. I have a clear preference of dating different races. So I would put that on there. 
Um, if you don't love SEC football, please don't talk to me. So like, I was just very blunt. And so all jokes aside, the two big things that I always had in my dating profile was that one, I was divorced and one, I don't want kids. And mm. those were two big things that guys were like, oh, okay. And it just kind of weeded out the people who either kind of like what we talked about earlier were like, oh, divorce, she's she's possibly damaged goods. Or it were those guys who were like, I'm divorced too. Like, okay, we have that kind of thing to talk about. And then on the kids front, um, more often than not, guys were actually okay with it. There were only just a few that would say like, oh, you don't want kids. Are you, are you waiting to maybe find the right guy? And I'm like, no, I just have no desire to procreate. I'm enough for this world. So I think it's really important to, if you're comfortable with it, being able to state that as soon as possible. Yeah. Doesn't your fiance have kids? He does. So, and the funny thing about that, we had that conversation, I think our third date. So I, we both knew we were divorced. I did not know uh-huh. we had kids until our third day. And then we just kind of had that conversation. Um, his son spends most of his time with his mom. So we kind of went through that whole dynamic. But interestingly enough, he asked me out when I was on a date with another guy. Side, side story. Wait, like in person? Yeah. 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 Side, side story. Wait. <laughs> I need to Wait, know. I need what? to know the story. What? How, how? So I was actually at work, uh, singing at a, a resort, and I was on a date with a guy that I'd been dating before, which is the whole context of where I was going. So I will. I promise I will go back to that. Um, but I was on this. I think I'm like my fifth date with this guy, and so my now fiance came to the resort, saw me. I was packing up from the show and he was just chit-chatting. So I went behind the bar to like fix myself a drink because I was also the bar manager. And my now fiance stood on the other side of the bar next to this guy that I was on a date with and asked me out. And I thought I would like to go out with him, but how do I cleverly say yes in front of... And what'd you say? Well, thankfully, my fiance asked me kind of like we should get together or something like vaguely enough that it didn't sound like I am now asking you lady on a date. So I was like, like, I'll give you my number. We can hang out some other time. It was my response. So I sent him my number. And while I was on this other date was texting him throughout the date. Oh my my God. God. But the side note to that conversation was that the guy that I was actually on that date with, it was about our fifth date. um, He hid the fact that he had kids from me. And uh, actually, interestingly enough, I found it through a Google search because I Facebooked his page. So I mentioned something maybe on our third day that I was like, oh, I see you have kids. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have two. A couple of days later, further Google search because I found his ex-wife. He had four kids. Two so he, mamas. He like, what? Ball <laughs> fa- just fully lied. Fully lied. So it was actually on our fifth date, which is why ironically ended up being our last date, that I was like, so um, under further investigation, um, I, <laughs> yeah, I found your ex-wife, but more importantly, like you have four kids. Yeah, yeah. Like I also dated this girl a few years ago and I have two other ones. And it was just like. It's like all unraveling. You might as well just go ahead and tell me you're divorced. Go ahead and tell me you have four kids. I dated a guy once who was divorced and had five. And that was like the first thing he said. And he was like, I have a great relationship with their mom. 
you know, we were married for 10 years, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, great. Upfront and honest. This guy totally lied about it. Yeah, that's shady. Super, super shady. But like I said, it ended up working out anyway. That date didn't work out. And I spent the entire date texting my now fiance. (laughs) That's really unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so on that note, kind of of like, you know, finding out that he had kids and note to the listeners that we are going to do a future episode on dating when you have young children. But for this, we will kind of focus on dating somebody who, who dating somebody who does, yeah. um, as that is your experience. But so you want, you know, obviously like they tell you up front and, and all of that, but like, how do you kind of navigate, especially in your situation where you know that you don't want kids? Like, how do you navigate that dynamic of like being okay with someone who does, but not wanting them yourself? Um, well, the one thing for me is I've just always held very strong to my convictions of I'm going to find the right guy that's going to be okay with it. And more importantly, it's going to be the right situation for me. Also, right. I've been very blessed that I have an amazing stepmother and an amazing stepmom. So one of the things that I kind of knew the older I got was I'm going to be the coolest stepmom and I'm okay with that. Um, I love that. And then outside of the fact that I also have some health issues that for safety reasons I had to have a hysterectomy, that was another thing where I was like, I'm okay with it. Like I put those wishes and dreams to bed. Um, I've always joked about the fact that the world does not need a mini me. And I truly, truly believe that with all of my heart, um, that the world just cannot afford it. She will destroy everything. Um, There will not be a handsome white tennis player from Britain alive that will not have encountered my daughter. So I'm glad that I've just spared everyone of that. But also, you know, I just... I know that there are, from seeing it myself from my parents' divorce, I know that there is that stigma of dating someone who has kids. But I saw how my mom did it so lovingly where she didn't bring a lot of guys in front of me. She was very cautious of what she did. She made it very clear that her world was her child. Um, She did it with such care that I kind of felt like, you know, if that's my destiny, I saw it done successfully on my end and I'm okay with it. I have only ever encountered maybe one or two guys um, an occasional conversation with my current fiance where he's like, have you ever thought like maybe if we had kids and I'm like, well, yeah, but you know, not trying to get all woohoo spiritual or anything, but like, I don't think that was the bigger plan and I'm okay with that. Um, And for the few people who have been like, but you know, I really want to, well then for one physically, it's not happening through me. Um, and right. unless you have tons of right. money for like some sort of surrogate, then I'd rather go to the Maldives. So I too would like to go to the Maldives. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, very understandable conclusion. Exactly. Very. <laughs> to go back a little bit to like early dating somebody, either either learning somebody has kids or learning somebody's divorced. How do you, how do you as the person who is either not the one with kids or not divorced or maybe you're divorced too. Um, how do you, in a way that is not invasive or inappropriate, how do you ask questions to get the information that's important without crossing a boundary or being rude or something like kind of stepping in it? I mean, step one, Google. <laughs> like I said, especially- Ali, I like how you started the weirder knob by saying it wasn't relevant I, to the conversation. It's actually it's fully relevant. relevant. It really, it really is, especially if they're kind of like what you were saying, work of a certain age. 
and you're telling me that you were, you were married, then I'm for sure going to do a Google search and I'm going to go on Facebook. So that kind of gives me that basis of, okay, what was that dynamic about? I think that then the next step is don't ask questions that you yourself would not be comfortable answering. If for sure. you feel like yeah. the question is crossing a boundary and you're not prepared to answer it, then it's not fair to ask it. So, you know, yeah. things like, well, well, what was the cause of your divorce? Um, oh, oh, someone cheated. Well, was it you? Totally. Unless that person feels like coming up front and saying, I unfortunately cheated, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. But then to sit there and try to ask, you know, what was the cause and try to figure out to, who to point blame to, if you're not comfortable answering that question, then you have no right to ask it. Yeah, I feel like that's a – I don't even think that – even if I am prepared to answer, I don't think that's something that I would feel comfortable asking well, somebody early I, on. That feels very personal. Extremely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even if um, we think about, Rourke, back to your example of how we treat divorce differently from breakups, mm-hmm. like even it, even if somebody told me, you know, because like when was your last relationship comes up fairly often. Yeah. And if they're like, oh, you know, it was six months ago or something, I would never say, oh, and why did you break up? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think that might be on Therapy Jeff's list. It It is. I think it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've encountered him on TikTok. Actually, I have. And I saw, I saw um, you, on your Instagram, and I think he mentioned that. He was like, I want to talk about my exes because this was part of my journey. And yes. You know, I think talking about it in that dynamic is one thing, but not like, so work, like, why did you dump him? Like, what was the reason? Like, I, I would gladly you, tell you. <laughs> um, this podcast makes me very it. practiced in that. <laughs> yeah, maybe picking it apart that way, but then just sit there and say, well, here was the good and bad from that relationship. Here's what I learned from it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. My last relationship, the guy had two kids. Oh, wow. I, I I think things that like things that were important to me was like what's your relationship with your ex like how's co-parenting how you know like all of that stuff to me was important and he was super open and so I feel like that was a it was a very easy first venture into that dynamic um, but yeah yeah I mean I think that's like full that those things feel like fully relevant to ask because that's like those are things that are going to directly impact your dynamic with him exactly. immediately. Like how often, like what is the, what does custody of your kids look like? Like, do you have them all the time like that? Or, yeah. you know, do you, what does that look like? Cause that, you know, oh, kind gosh, of directly yeah. impacts what, exactly. where you're going to fit in. It gets a big part of what's going to happen in your potential relationship. So these are questions you're going to want to have answers to. Yeah. I was thinking when you were talking about Googling and you're so right, Rourke, that like the, actually this weird or not was fully relevant to this because I was remembering that I don't know if I ever have said this on the pod, but I found out the timeline. So the last guy, Desiree, the last guy that I dated had been engaged previously. And I found out like the exact timeline of like when they started dating when they moved in together, when they got engaged, and then like roughly when they broke up on my own on Instagram. And because she she still had all of these pictures posted. She had no, like, a proposal no, picture. No, 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 no. Photos the first things that come down. Yeah, you gotta take that down. Yeah. On a public on a public Instagram, she had first the proposal picture. Down. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was grappling with like, I had a lot of questions about his engagement and his like readiness, which or lack thereof, as the case may have been. But like I had all of this timeline information that he had not told me that I was like trying to 
figure out how to weave in Gosh. in a normal way. Oh my goodness. What was his response when you were like, so put it together? Oh, she did not tell him. Oh, oh I never oh, told okay. him. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He, he could be finding out right now in real time. I doubt it. I don't, th- I don't think he listens. Now you know. I don't think he listens. But like, I mean, her Instagram, like her Instagram is public. Like I I barely had to do, it was like not even a hop, skip and a jump. Yeah, it was, it was like, like a hop. Scroll. Oh my God. Yeah. There's- yeah. yeah. Like there's a picture of him proposing to her. Like it, like it was like <laughs> extremely obvious. I had to do barely any investigation wow. whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I never. I asked like when did they? I asked how long they dated for. I asked when they broke up. I never asked like how long were you engaged. The thing that I really wanted to know that I never asked was like, did they have a wedding scheduled? Hmm. Because. They they broke up in 2020, so like they could have feasibly had a wedding, wedding scheduled yeah, and canceled, and then broke up yeah. instead of getting married. So like one of the things that I that I was always curious about was like, did would you have gotten married? Basically, like if your wedding hadn't gotten canceled, would yeah. you have gotten married? Yeah, yeah, which like very feasibly could have happened. I I don't to this day I don't know, but see now I want to know. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Yes. Well, I do have – I know we're, like, running out of time, but I do have a quick update that I want to give to both, yes, both of you and the listeners because I feel like I've I've left a – work. What were you going to say? I Well, I was going to say I also have an idea for Desiree based on what she just said. I feel like we should do, like – because Therapy Jeff has this vibe, too, where, like, we do kind of, like, spicy Patreons with our guests that we've had – on that like are open to talking about those topics all we ever talk about on my podcast is things that are related to spiciness so okay great so that's let's 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 do this with too and we do a lot of varying things in between so we'll about this on a patreon with you amazing great i love that idea okay Um, so i i feel like i've left a little bit of a bad taste in the listener's mouths about Mm -hmm. the disco ball which is the nickname i have for the guy i'm going out with tomorrow because mm-hmm. of the planning. And I realized, so he just texted me. So I said, oh, snap, I'm planning this date. And then he said, haha. I th- so I had – yesterday, I, I skipped this part. You haven't heard this part, Desiree. Yesterday, I said, like, send me some inspo tomorrow and we can kind of go from there for planning. Mm-hmm. And he said, I thought that's what you were saying with the request for inspo, but we can also collaborate. So he thought that I was telling him that I wanted to plan the date. Ah, okay. Because I said, send me inspo tomorrow, which like, mm-hmm. that actually does make sense. Okay. Yes, it does. Communication. He thought I wanted to plan it. He's mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. No, incorrect. Um, but that's, I just wanted to set the record straight that he was not just like throwing the date planning onto me for no reason. He thought I wanted to. Gotcha. Okay. All right. We got so. some clarification. So there you go. Yes, we did. All right, yes, we're we back did. on track with the Good. disco ball. We're back. We <laughs> are back. He's a um, one like w- regarding early dating with divorce. One question that came up a bunch is: Did you feel any differently about dating before your divorce was actually finalized? And did you feel like the communication that you needed was different during that time? I did. Um, I I definitely kind of held that part to me of okay, I don't want to really seriously date until things are, are finalized. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have to look at the world of practicality with divorce. 
Everybody is very different. Every divorce is different. Every state is different with divorce. I um, got divorced in Florida, but my ex-husband is actually from Canada. So I also then had like an international aspect to my divorce. The process took a little bit longer. Um, And so I got to a point where I was like, girl, if you sit here waiting for the uh, papers are officially signed, you are officially a free woman, then it could be a while. So one of the things that I was very open with when I was starting to date during my separation was... I am separated. I am going through a divorce. My ex-husband is now back in a different country. I just kind of wanted to let you know. Um, And I only really dove into that particular detail with just like a couple of guys who were asking me things like, hey, point blank, are you divorced? Because that's something that I feel like it happens more so for women than men where you get stuck in the situation of a guy being like, oh, yeah, I'm divorced. And then a few months down the road, you find out that it's actually a separation the process yeah. is online and it's not done. I didn't want that to happen to me. And I just felt I have to be honest and sit here and say, yes, I'm going through a separation right now. And then the process of a divorce, here's kind of what my timeline is without getting too much into those details. Um, because as much as I did from the beginning say like, I don't really want to start dating until I'm officially, you know, no longer legally married. My, my, um, separation divorce process took almost a full year. So that's why I was like, okay, I got to throw that out the window and then just be a little bit more practical, but then be very upfront and honest with whoever I'm dating. Yeah. I like the thing that you said about like, not that everybody can say my ex is now in another country, but basically telling them that this divorce is happening and we are not together anymore. Because I think the thing that I would be worried about if I were dating somebody and I have dated somebody who is separated and not yet legally divorced Mm -hmm. is that you're not fully decided to get divorced yet. It's like, no, 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 this is happening. It's happening. (laughs) This is going on. There is no reconciliation. He's literally moved back home to a different country. Um, And then I have also seen it. And I actually have a girlfriend who's kind of going through something right now where um, they're still separated, but they like live together and it's just like no 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 no. Uh -uh. (laughs) get out of your house i know that the separation is happening and like the divorce is happening but you at least need to no longer share a space Mm -hmm. yeah that was a i actually have been in a situation kind of like that um trivia the a guy that i did a little bit ago he was he had been engaged and they had lived together and then but she was also from canada and so she had <laughs> left the apartment but like all her stuff was there it was like a little weird anyway because mm. uh, so any, w- what i was thinking to either comment slash comment slash ask i suppose is my guess and i i, I have no experience please correct me is that there probably isn't a huge emotional change between the day before the paper is in your hands and the day after, right? Like, or it d- did that feel like a big change for you emotionally in terms of dating? I mean, there there really wasn't, especially because, like I said, mine took so long. So it was like every single week got me closer and closer to, you know, quote unquote, going back to, you know, being single. But mm-hmm. there was just something very final and very much like, okay, it is truly okay to kind of push forward when you do have the paperwork signed and it is legally filed. But that's where that whole time period comes where if you've had X amount of months to kind of go past that separation and you are clearly, like Ali was saying, in a position of, no, no, this is happening. Like there, there is no reconciliation. The further you are away from 
either the physical separation or the timeline of when you start the divorce proceedings, the more you can sit here and say like, okay, like this is ready, but there is something very (laughs) bizarre about having like the legal documentation and having it done and just being like, okay, wow. Like I, we are officially single back on the market. Let's do it. So, um, and then everybody feels different because I know some people, it's just that person out of their home and they're just like, all right, I'm single. And it's like, well, legally you're not. So like, um, be careful about that. So everybody I think is a little different. Yeah. My, a good friend of mine is, um, separated and has been for quite some time because, and I, I really, I just asked this question and now I'm completely going back on my hypothesis. It is incredibly contentious. And so California is a no fault state, but Mm. it, it it gets filed a little bit differently depending on it. it Basically if they both sign and agree, it doesn't become public. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you, if you go to the no fault, it does. And she doesn't want it to become public. Mm -hmm. And so she is trying to settle this with him and it's just a disaster. And that can really like, so that would probably be a huge difference for her once the paper is filed. Um, but yeah, so. I'm full full shit. No, no, no. It's just, it's like, no, but it's like you originally said, you're like, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know this. I haven't gone through this. This is what it seems like to me. But I mean, everybody is different. You know, I, I know my mom, when she divorced my father, she was like, as much as she wanted to, and that was what she needed to do. She said that the day that everything was done and filed, she sat in her room and cried for hours. Mm. And it was a mixture of happiness. I'm now a single Mm. mother with a young child and also a sense of failure. I failed my daughter. I failed myself. What do I do? Um, But looking back at it, she was like, it was the greatest thing that I ever did for myself. And it was the greatest thing I ever did for you. So, and my parents are great people who then turn around and married amazing people. That's really nice. Yeah, I love my stepmom and oh, my stepfather that. practically raised me. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like That's good wonderful. step-parents like, don't get enough um, celebration. Well, we- oh, God, yeah, no. My stepdad is a rock star. He's That's true. Yeah, he's everything to me. So. I love that. Um, we definitely bit off more than we could chew with both the divorce know, topic right? and dating somebody with kids. I was like, I didn't realize there was going to be this much stuff to talk about about dating after divorce, but shit, there really is. Um, so listeners, fear not. We are noting your nice. questions and we will come back to them on a future episode. Um, we just had so much to it talk can about be done. dating after divorce. <laughs> oh, one very thing. much so. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, and it could like be I said, amazingly. <laughs> the one thing that – yeah, true. I have one more question that I want to end on if that's okay with you guys. And that is somebody asked about – how do you not compare when you've been married before? You've been through a timeline of a relationship, right? You've been through the timeline of like, I met, like you said, like we dated for a year and then we were engaged for a year and then we got married. And how do you not compare your new relationships to the timeline of that or even the eventual person. marriage that you had yeah. or your partner's previous. Yeah. Like even if you know that your your partner – like I'm not going to lie. When I was dating the rower and I knew that he had dated his ex for seven years before proposing to, him, to her, in the back of my mind, years. I'm like, do I have to date this dude for seven I years think, and before then I think we you get answer engaged? The question, Allie, is like regardless of it's a divorce, a marriage or whatever, no matter what, you're always going to compare your previous timeline. 
you're, you're always going to sit there and you're going to compare it to, okay, well, six months in this past relationship, I was doing this and I met his parents at this time. I met his friends at this time. We DTR'd at this time. We um, went on vacation at this time. I think you're always going to do it. I think a marriage brings those timelines more relevant in your current relationship. But at the same time, there's no way to just like ignore that. You know, there's no way to sit here and go, oh, yeah, for my marriage. And I have to think about how fast it was to meet his family and our first Christmases together and things like that. They will always be ever present. The one thing that you do have to consider is you are now creating a separate timeline. So what you have to do is try to ease that previous one out of your life and just try actively to not keep comparing yourself to it. And like when I think about it, I'm like, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't right. work. So why am I still comparing that timeline? Yeah. I do it all the time. I think everybody yeah, is guilty absolutely. of it. 100%. Well, thank you. And I look forward to our spicy Patreon. Yes. I cannot <laughs> wait. I'm I'm excited for – we have to come up with like a series name for the spicy Patreon episodes that we're going to do. And we also need to get it scheduled with Jeff and then with you. Yes. Um, yes please. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped for it. There's oh, this is I'm like stealing this. I know that this is not an original thought. Like what is – there's a TV show that's like something after dark. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it was like Nick After Dark, Nick but that was dark. like That's not what I'm kids. thinking of. I think it's like Bravo related or something, but yeah. uh, we'll think it's about like it. We'll Bravo After Dark or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Midnight yeah. Hour. Booty Call. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Late Night the, And the options are endless. So yeah. we'll, we, will, the, we will come up with the branding. I will have to, I'll have to circle back on that one for you. Like, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Please advise. Please advise. Um, yeah, if you, if you have an idea, let us know. Um, but before we sign off, Desiree, let everybody know where they can find you. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm Desiree Simone. So if you talk, type in Desiree Simone, or if you type in, I am D Simone, you'll find me because I am your boozy bestie. That's kind of my whole thing. Um, then of course you can find my blog at Desiree-Simone.com, which will lead you to the podcast. And the podcast is Break Bottles, Not Hearts. So it's myself, my my co-host is my fiance. We start the podcast with whatever drinks that we're drinking. Um, we have a tendency to get a nice little buzz. And then some podcast episodes, we get very intoxicated, which brings up great conversation. Um, it helps us work out our own issues, as a matter of fact. Um, but you can find um, Desiree-Simone at the website. You can find Break Bottles. Not hearts on anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, um, Spotify, anywhere you go there. And then, of course, if you go to Instagram, you can find me there. And then you can find me on TikTok at IMD Simone as well. Amazing. Thank Amazing. you. I wasn't sure if your fiance was always your co-host. I listened to a bunch of like a few episodes, but I wasn't sure if that was always. I love that. Yeah, I bring him on. He's my co-host. And then I also have a couple of people that randomly pop on. And so I'm going to actually start having more of my girlfriends because now that they've heard enough episodes of his perspective, they're like, no, no, no. We, yeah. So I've got- We need in. Well, yeah. I've got a couple of my girlfriends lined up for different particular holidays and- I live here on the beach, so we've got a couple lined up where we're actually going to be filming on the beach. So it's going to be oh, that's so fun! Horrible fun. with pina coladas. I just can't wait. That Love sounds that. amazing. <laughs> well, thank you again. This was so much yeah, fun, and I can't wait for our day. spicy episode. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, ladies. It's been my pleasure. Good night. Good night.